0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third ThinkNow Research podcast. This is our monthly podcast in which we go over our most recent report. ThinkNow Research is a culturally integrated market research agency. We integrate Hispanic, African-American, and Asian insights into custom market research for companies and government agencies looking to thrive in a changing demographic environment. You can find us on the web at ThinkNowResearch.com and on Twitter at ThinkNowTweets. My name is Mario Carrasco,
1: and Managing Partner of ThinkNow Research. And this is Roy Eduardo Kokoyachuk, also a partner here at Out Research.
0: And this month we will be going over one of our most popular research reports on binge viewing. This is the first year we looked beyond Hispanic and incorporated African-American, Asian, and white binge viewing habits. This podcast will go over Hispanic binge viewing versus total market. If you're interested in detailed binge viewing habits of the other cohorts, you can purchase
1: our full report at thinknowresearch.com. The research that we're going to be talking about can be downloaded from our website. So if you'd like to follow along in terms of the actual research report, it's the the out-of-the-home or OTT Uh, binge viewing report. It was based on a nationally representative survey of 1,285 respondents uh, with readable base sizes of Hispanics, whites, African-Americans, and Asians. It was 18 to 64 year olds, and we set uh, quotas for age, gender, regions to match U.S. Census regions.
0: Just a little bit of background in terms of how we define binge viewing. Uh, we define binge viewing watching three or more back-to-back episodes of their favorite uh, TV show. The first section here, kind of the overarching uh, data, approximately 4 in 10 Hispanic adults prefer to watch three or more back-to-back episodes of their favorite TV show compared with 3 in 10 non-Hispanic whites. Um, And so if you're following along here, we're looking at uh, slide 7 of the uh, free report and so, you know, in terms of percentage-wise, if we look at Hispanic men viewing versus white, we see 42% of uh, Hispanics overall prefer to watch three or more episodes of their favorite show back-to-back versus only 31% of, uh, of non-Hispanic
1: white. And so Hispanics, of course, are younger than most other demographics in the country. Actually, if we compare them to non-Hispanic whites, I think the average uh, it's almost 10 years younger. Yeah, apparently. it's about 10 years younger for Hispanics. And so binge viewing tends to be a um, excuse younger. And sorry, OTT is uh, over the top. I don't know if I. If I yeah, what over, I, over, the, over, over the top. Over yeah. the top, yeah. So, so basically, it would be most popular among cord cutters, over the top, meaning content streams uh, streaming over through the, the internet. Yeah. yeah. Netflix,
0: Hulu, Amazon. And we actually get into age. Um, and while, yeah, you're, you're right, Roy, actually. We'll, we'll save it for the later slides here, but um, that's that's exactly what we see panning out. Although, interestingly, even older Hispanics binge you a little bit more than older non-Hispanic whites. So that's um, it's, it's, it's interesting. We also measured, you know, Hispanic versus white, you know, watching their favorite show when it's first aired on its regularly scheduled broadcast time. So really old school, regular TV watching, right? We see the opposite is true here. So, non-Hispanic whites more likely. Um, it's not statistically significant, but it's it's, really close. it's more than more than directional. You know, 45% of non-Hispanic whites watching their favorite show when it's first aired versus 38% of uh, of Hispanics. So, again, I think this is correlated to,
1: you know, being being younger in general. Right? So, it, it would bode it, it's sort of the future of television is happening with Hispanics now. So right. if, if you're interested in seeing where where this is all headed, Hispanic audience is a good proxy for the future of of uh, television viewing in the
0: country. So another another interesting statistic, this is moving on to slide eight. I believe we asked you know the number number of shows, you know, what is the ideal number of shows you watch in a in a binge viewing session. And so we saw that it's it's actually you know looking at Hispanic and non-Hispanics as as you would imagine from the previous slide, Hispanics watch a significantly higher number of back-to-back shows. So the average for Hispanics being three point six shows in one city versus two point nine for non-Hispanic whites.
1: Yeah, and um, so the the way that that breaks out, if you scooch over to slide number nine uh, out of the nineteen slides in this deck. You can see that non-Hispanic whites, if they're going to watch uh, shows, it's, it's usually one or two is the highest percentage at 55%. But uh, Hispanics, they're pretty high in, in that, but but three to four is considerably higher among Hispanics than, than non-Hispanic whites. So
0: And then a, the big jump, even though it's a small percentage, five to six shows back to back, Hispanics had 11%, so more than double the, the non-Hispanic white's at five percent.
1: So, right. for the for the research wonks out there, uh, letters on these charts uh, signify st- statistical significance. So, this the last statistic Mario mentioned: eleven uh, percent versus five percent, uh, meaning Hispanics uh, who watch five to six episodes back to back. That is a statistically significant difference uh, that you could be reproduced. It should, should we run the survey over and over again? You know,
0: one, one thing I'm noticing that's interesting here, so we have it broken out. We asked one to two shows, four shows, five to six shows, seven to eight shows, and eight plus shows. One to two, three to fours, you know, is the most popular and it starts declining, um, but then it goes back up. So seven, it, it's the lowest at seven to eight, but then it goes back up at eight plus. So if we look at seven to eight shows, only 2% of Hispanics reported that and only 1% of uh, non-Hispanic whites, but eight plus is <laughs> significantly higher. So that's... it's like, it's like once, once you, you, there's a threshold, right? If you've made it past eight, you, you, you're kind of sucked in. I, I, I may have done that once, but I, that, that's uh, mm-hmm. kind of crazy that eight plus, I mean, that's you know, well, the that average we... show on Netflix, 30
1: minutes to an hour. I mean, you're, that's a, a weekend. No, that, that's a weekend. That's a, that's, shows that's a binge viewing weekend and I think we asked that somewhere in this I don't know if it's in this version or in the paid version where we ask um, have you ever uh, watched the whole the, season right se- watch the whole season of a show over a weekend we so. definitely asked that I, I think that's in the paid version yeah. right so so if a season of shows has um, 12 episodes or 24 episodes then they would fall in this uh, a plus category Netflix, I believe, is is the only streaming
0: service, if not the only one, the one that pioneered releasing an entire season out at one time. What's the thinking behind that? Do you know? I mean, what?
1: Well, I think it's because um, well, they know that people are bingeing. I don't prefer... know that they're. I don't know that they necessarily are, are gearing towards that. But I, I remember listening to. I think it was Kevin Spacey talking about House of Cards and why they were doing it for House of Cards. And he felt that the show flowed better if you viewed it more like a movie than spacing it out a week at a time. So he's thinking of it from an artistic
0: perspective. I I was thinking, what's the business case, right? Because if you want repeat customers, you're going to release a show a week or a show a month, you know, like HBO Game of Thrones, right? Um, and it's an event when it comes out once a week on Sundays. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's kind of interesting, right? So, what's, so what's if, the, if you're Net, if you're
1: Netflix and you've subscribed because you're a big House of Cards fan, if you've just consumed the whole season of House of Cards over the course of a weekend, what incentive have you for maintaining your Netflix subscription? Right. For the rest of the... Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. may as well cancel it and renew it uh, <laughs> right before House of Cards starts.
0: That'd be an interesting question for our next report. Do you,
1: uh, yeah, do although you uh, ever, cancel Do you your... watch it for one show and then cancel it? You yeah, know? although, although my, my suspicion is that, that a show like House of Cards has the, the, the potential to bring you into Netflix because it's, 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 you know, like Game of Thrones and those popular cultural yeah. references, people are curious. And so then once you're, you've you entered the Netflix universe through the House of Cards. Well, they board, have a ton of content too. Exactly. So, so it, it, That's the thing, that, yeah. that, that, that they will then lure you with other content that, to keep you there, so. so. So your point actually, it is in the free report. So this next section
0: here, we, we look at the question of watching an entire season over one weekend or over one week, and we found that Hispanics are in fact significantly more likely to have watched an entire season of one program in a weekend or over a week. So the question is, uh, have you ever watched, and we're on slide 11 now, have you ever watched an entire season of one of your shows in one weekend? Have you ever watched an entire season of one of your shows over the span of uh, one week? And so Hispanics on both fronts, weekend and a week, are are over-indexing there. So um, over a weekend, 60% of Hispanics reporting that they've watched an entire season over a weekend versus 48% of non-Hispanic whites, and then over a week, 70% of Hispanics saying that they watched um, a show over the course of a,
1: a week versus 62% of non-Hispanic whites. One of the things that just occurred to me is the episodic nature of telenovelas, which um, are still yeah. quite popular. Uh, very very popular still among U.S. Hispanics, and they can be viewed online, uh, where you don't have to wait, you know, till the next day or the next. But they they're usually run daily, unlike uh, general market television. Uh, telenovelas run basically every day. Yeah, but I'm also wondering, like, you know, this is just this is just a funny observation, right? So Hispanics
0: are, you know, primed from telenovelas. To have cliffhangers at the each end of each show, and they have to wait, right? Whereas Netflix now they get to, they don't have to wait anymore, right? right. So they get to feed that instinct that Ted Lomino says primed you like you can't wait, but now they don't have to wait, so they're so so they're gobbling it up, gobbling it up, yeah, yeah. So the next section. So moving on, this is uh, looking at slide twelve. Uh, Hispanics more prone to watch TV via online streaming services um, than non-Hispanic whites. Um, and, and we see considerable growth has been seen in this measure in Hispanics. This is across acculturation levels, uh, compared to last year. And among binge viewers, Netflix, we see as the dominant platform. So slide 13 here, you know, we asked of the following different ways to watch television, please select the way you most often watch TV. So the options across the bottom live when the show airs is one option. Netflix, recorded via DVR, YouTube, Hulu, DVD, and Amazon Prime. So the the top for both of the groups are live when the show airs. So live TV is still playing a significant portion, but much less so among Hispanics. So 34% of Hispanics noting that they most often watch it live versus 44% of non-Hispanic whites, and that's, that's statistically significant. Um, and Netflix isn't too far behind for Hispanics. 30% of Hispanics reporting that Netflix is the way they most often watch TV versus 28%, which is, it's, it's on par, I guess, with non-Hispanic whites. The difference being is that Hispanics are significantly less likely to watch
1: it live, right? Yeah, I'm looking at recorded via DVR. DVRs tend to be part and parcel with paid cable. It, it's pretty, you know, most most yeah, cable, serv- most cable is, services yeah. offer a free DVR or, or a rent uh, low-cost monthly, like $5 or something for the DVR. And that's really the only one where, except for DVDs rented or purchased, where the Hispanics actually are the same or slightly less uh, viewing in that route. So, a lot of this has to do with cord cutting. And uh, the uh, number of Hispanics with active cable subscriptions, I think is is playing a key role here. You know, if you're going to have, if you're going to get rid of either cable or internet at your home, you're likely going to get rid of cable because mm-hmm. you can get most of that content over the internet anyway. So, yeah, I think that's what's happening and, and and some interesting things to
0: point out to YouTube significantly more popular among Hispanics. Seven percent saying that they watch TV most often, and versus three percent of non-Hispanic white. And even though that's a small percentage, I think that's that's a really interesting finding. That YouTube, you know, is a primary way
1: for seven percent of Hispanics. That's pretty huge. Yeah, I remember we were. I think you were there, Mario, at a conference where we, uh, it was at Google, where the right. programming director at Google was talking about the popularity of YouTube among Hispanics. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's, YouTube is hugely popular among among U.S. Hispanics, so I'm not surprised that it would, uh, a lot of that has to and do then, with... And this study was
0: right before the launch of YouTube Red. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. So YouTube Red is now uh, a paid service, essentially at... Ad- Ad-free YouTube,
1: right?
0: So, uh, they're they're now playing in this space pretty much. Um, I know that Hulu has a
1: um, Hispanic Latino, Latino pack. Pack, yeah. Netflix and it's pretty good. Does Netflix have, have Netflix, Netflix? Does I mean, you Netflix, find Hispanic Netflix, Latin Latino content yeah. on it? But I don't know if they brand it as such in the way they well, that they Hulu have the has. Uh, Club de Cuevos. Okay. They just came out with the Spanish language. Netflix
0: original about a wealthy Mexican family that owns a soccer team. And it's kind of novella-ish. So they're... They're, they're making a play. They're, they're making a play, yeah. So then the next slide here, slide 14, uh, we break it out by, uh, by acculturation. Um, and this is, I think this is where it gets really interesting. Less acculturated, much more likely to watch TV live. Um, whereas bicultural and more more acculturated, kind of on par there, um, so forty two percent of the less acculturated Hispanic, uh, noting that they watch it live versus thirty two, and thirty four percent of biculturals and more acculturated, uh, respectively. Right, and if you look at the um, more acculturated bars, the
1: uh, ones on the right, they are approximating the non Hispanic white behavior. Um, The more acculturated you become, the more similar your viewing habits would be to uh, non-Hispanic whites. And biculturals are the biggest group, right? Um, So a lot of the habits are kind of being Hispanic,
0: so we're all being pushed by the bicultural because we see that with like Netflix, 35%. A bicultural saying that that's their you know the way that they watch TV versus only twenty
1: five percent of the more acculturated and twenty four percent of the less. Yeah, what's great about biculturals in television viewing is they they have access to so much more content than monolinguals do. Yeah. If 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 biculturals in this report can it strongly correlates with bilingualism uh, in the way we uh, divide people into the different acculturation groups, uh, language is one of the five factors that we use. So um, uh, just a, just an interesting fact about biculturals is that they do consume media in both languages, and so that gives them a, a wider uh, assortment of shows
0: to pick from. And, and then some other things too, like YouTube being driven um, by less acculturated and, and bicultural, and I think that was noted at that Google event. A lot of Spanish language content being consumed on YouTube,
1: De La Domela, as we mentioned. Um, well, the Spanish language music is also, and, and Mexican, Norteña music, I can recall, was also yeah. big big on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things though, I want to mention, so in this in this presentation, paired Hispanic to non-Hispanic whites, in the larger version that we have, uh, we actually break out the non-Hispanics, writ large. We have... Um, our total market. Our, yeah. Total, well, yeah, yeah, non-Hispanics, meaning everyone else in the country but Hispanics. We, we break out Asian viewing, we break out African-American viewing, and we break out non-Hispanic white viewing. Yeah, and they're all readable base
0: sizes. So um, the full, you know, this is this is our free report. Each month we change the focus. So it's uh, either Hispanic, African-American, or Asian. Um, so this month it was Hispanic. Um, but our full report on ThinkNowResearch.com really delves into african-american bin breaks it out by age asian bin and non-hispanic white and there's some really interesting things um in and then that paid report such as you know asian for example in language content is important right and i think that's a market that's that's uh overlooked you know we always talk about spanish content but asians are the fastest growing uh, non-hispanic white demographic and so that's uh that's, that's, that's something to,
1: to, to keep an eye on. Uh, is there a table of contents where people can see sort of the, the different slides that are available in, in the learning? Yeah, version? the table of contents we have on, on page two. Um, so we have preference for,
0: um, watching TV. Um, this is paid version goes into total market you know, we look at it by age, by gender. Um, by, by ethnicity, so Hispanic, Whites, African-American, Asians, and by acculturation. We look at ideal number of episodes watched back-to-back. Again, total market, age, gender, ethnicity, acculturation, um, preference for watching a full season of TV in a weekend in one week. One thing that's not in the free report is we look at bingeing alone versus with others, which has an interesting implications for, for advertisers. Um, we also look at how how they watch TV programming most often, live versus streaming, how watching uh, TV and binge viewing sessions, Netflix, Hulu, so looking at the binge viewing habits um, within each of those different OTT services, and then the type of TV service uh, received at home. So,
1: so the full version is a pretty comprehensive report. Right, yeah, the, the type of TV service received at home, that one is a really interesting Section to look at to see what, what trends are happening, you know, total market versus each individual uh, group Hispanics, Asians, African Americans, etc.
0: Yep, and uh, so that's the, that's the end of the free report. Again, you can download the uh, free version on thinkingourresearch.com. Um, the paid version goes over all of the, the, uh, the table of contents we just went over, and that's on thinkingourresearch.com as well in the store section of our website thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, and next month we will be debuting. I believe it's our quick service and casual dining, uh, report. So we will be looking at, um, you know, quick service habits and kind of the fast casual restaurants. Um, I believe the focus will be, uh, African-American, but the paid report, um, again, will go into Hispanic, African-American and non-Hispanic white eating habits. So, Uh, Thanks again for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next month. All right. Thanks.